Welcome to the YA Cafe, where we share conversations about books for teachers, readers, and caffeine addicts everywhere. On today's episode, we'll be talking about The Resolutions by Mia Garcia. Grab a mug of your favorite beverage, friends, and let's talk books. Have you tried the Radio Public app? It's a great app where you can find all of your favorite podcasts like this one. You'll experience the same great content for free and will receive a small kickback every time you listen there. This is a great way to support any podcast you enjoy. Come find us over on Radio Public. Welcome, y'all. As always, our first segment will be spoiler-free, and you can stick around even if you haven't checked out the new novel yet. I'm Amanda Thrasher. And I'm Danielle Hall, an 8th and ninth grade English teacher, and I blog at teachnouvelle.com. We are joined today by Samantha Leidig, an author at Books to Grammar, an awesome person who was with us for episode 20, Zen and Gone. Hi, Samantha. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. It's been a great Tuesday slash Monday. Yeah, and you have a thing for Mondays. Do you just want to, like, shout out your Monday thing again? Absolutely. So for those of you who may not have tuned into my last episode, I recently wrote a children's book called Poor Mr. Monday, which just highlights the plight of Monday and kind of, like, if he had a personality, who he would be or who we kind of perceive him to be. Uh, Additionally, I'm starting a new segment that I'll be sharing on my Instagram story called How to Monday. Just giving everyone some tips how to navigate through those difficult times. (gasps) That is so exciting. We will definitely stay tuned. Mia Garcia's new book is called The Resolutions. This new year, Jess has a new plan to keep her four best friends together. The four of them will make New Year's resolutions for each other. She, Nora, Ryan, and Lee all have each other's best interests at heart and give resolutions to help them embrace life or get over old relationships. But... Those good intentions don't always go as they planned. So Amanda, what did you think of this book? I loved this book. I started reading it and was just immediately captivated. I love split perspective books, and I think this one did it really well. I thought that I knew who these characters were immediately. I had a really good idea about what all they wanted and hoped for. I thought this book was just done really, really well, and I loved it the whole time I was reading it. What about you, Sam? What did you think? I think initially I was just like, mm-hmm. And then once I got like everyone's perspective, I was like all in because how cool is it to kind of go back to like that time in our own lives and think about like what kind of talks we were having with our own friends, like all the different just issues they had with, you know, scholarships, um, how dedicated or not to be to your family business or just your family in general, right? Because it's a transformative time. And so I enjoy just kind of going backwards and thinking about that time for myself. Yeah, I really loved this novel too. It really reminded me of the sisterhood of the traveling pants in like the best way. I love the split perspective. I love how each of these characters is kind of tackling their own struggles and triumphs and things like that but they also have this core group of friends that is absolutely amazing i really liked their little friend group and one of the things i liked a lot in their friend group was their text messages i thought that their group texts were really realistic i loved them it was really cute especially how everyone kept calling jess the mom or i think it might have been just ryan but that was really cute (laughs) thanks mom she's always hurting them you know she's like this is our party. This is what we're going to do this year. This is our schedule. <laughs> She'd be great to go to Disney World with. 
She would be, but you were pretty great to go to Disney World with. (laughs) (laughs) So these four teenagers are united by this Latinx community center in Denver. And one of the things that kind of comes out early on is their different levels of like speaking Spanish and their different relationships to the Latinx culture and how that plays out in their lives. How did that work for y'all? So I think one of the main ways that it played out for me, which I thought was really, really interesting and just like transformative for the entire novel was the relationship that Nora had with her mother and how she just kept feeling restraints to have to like be very traditional with her role in the family business. And then also the alienation that Lee felt because she didn't speak Spanish as fluently as her peers. That stuck out for me, especially because um, my entire family is from Jamaica. And when I grew up, like I would have cousins that would come over to the U.S. and they'd be like, oh, you're not Jamaican because I was born here. Or like before I learned how to speak Patois, which I taught myself to do, it was like, oh, you're American. And it was like a big joke, right? And I don't Mm -hmm. think I ever took it personally, but it's something that I feel like people who come from immigrant families all deal with. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And like, for Lee, it was so magnified, too, because she had this loss of her mother, who was her connection to her Latina heritage. And so not only not speaking the language, but also losing this like ancestral link, it really made it clear that she related to it in a different way than the other people in the group. Yeah, I really liked the different family dynamics present in this book, too. You know, Nora has a single mom and they're running the restaurant together. And so Nora just kind of has to give so much of herself to the restaurant. Lee is, you know, being raised now by a single dad and has this component of loss in there. You know, they're planning to celebrate her mother's birthday that's coming up soon. And Jess has a twin. I thought that was a really cool thing. I feel like I don't read a ton of stories with twins. Yeah. I know it took me a couple pages for me to figure that out when he first got introduced. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, what is this boy doing in your house, Jess? It's funny. Right. I feel like when I was a kid, like, books were just lousy with twins. Like, I feel like every book I read had a twin. But now <laughs> that you mention it, I guess it's true. I haven't read many twins lately. You mean, like, lousy in the lice sense? Lousy I don't know. I've, I've always heard lousy is, like, a lot of. Yeah, because a louse is lice. Oh, my God. Is that where it comes from? Yes. Gross. <laughs> yeah, that's disgusting. Thanks for that, Danielle. (laughs) Right. I haven't had dinner yet. (laughs) And now you never will. Mm -mm. And I'm missing someone. Ryan, you know, we don't see his parents a ton, but he's got an awesome Ama who's a world traveler and sending him art supplies from Italy and stuff like that. So I thought the families were really well done. I also really liked with the Ama that, you know, clearly she knew that Ryan was gay and like just had a heartbreak and didn't care like was just loving him to pieces anyway and I just love that I love supportive grandparents one thing I liked about the way it was in the novel thank goodness hallelujah being gay was not the plot point yeah oh I know so Ryan was gay and the plot point was like his heartbreak and getting over it and Nora was dating a girl and they were like steady the whole time yep no drama rama. They had a really that sweet little relationship. Cool. Yeah. They did. I loved it. Do we want to um, shout out any of the resolutions? I'm particularly fond of Nora's resolution to choose her own adventure. That was kind of cool. I mean, even though it's a little generic, right? 
But it but wasn't I, generic. Like, I mean, her friends chose that specifically for her because she needed to hear that. Yeah. I just mean generic in a way of, like, it wasn't as specific as, like, learn Spanish or get someone who's wrong for you. Get back into painting. Yeah. Right? It was just, like, choose your own adventure. Like, it was, like, a like a little writing prompt or something. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think that uh, from the beginning, I looked at Jess's resolution of say yes to everything. And I was like, this is going to go real poorly, y'all. Like... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they would have given her that resolution. Like she already at the beginning of the novel seemed to be somebody who did a lot of things. Like, why would you tell her to do more things? Yeah, they needed some more rules on that one. It, it needed to be say no to things. I Yeah, because clearly with everybody like ranking on her about her calendar and stuff, she was in too deep. But it, I think it was an interesting point because have you guys read Shonda Rhimes book, The Year of Yes? Oh, I have heard of that. I haven't read it. I've read part of it. I liked it when I got like halfway through. Um, and so that's what I thought about when I saw that resolution. I was like, oh, okay. That's probably the inspiration for it too. Yeah, I like it. And with that, friends, we'll take our first break. When we come back, we'll share about things we like a latte. Then we'll return to our discussion of the resolutions and dig a little deeper. Hello, listeners. We hope you're enjoying this week's show. If you want to support this podcast and our authors, order our book choices through our Amazon affiliate link in our show notes. Your support will help us keep bringing you great content. Up next week is Stronger, Faster, and More Beautiful by Arwen Ellis Dayton, a twisted look into the future exploring how far we'll go to remake ourselves into the perfect human specimen. Check it out in our link in show notes. Happy reading! Welcome back, y'all. It's time for Things We Like a Latte. Danielle, what's your brew of choice this week? So I just wanted to give a shout out here. Mia Garcia is from San Juan. And so one of the things she does in her author's note is just give like a charity that she is strongly supporting and advocates supporting for continued efforts in hurricane recovery. And that organization is Hispanic Federation Unidos. And they have a lot of different efforts to help the island towards recovery. So, HispanicFederationUnidos.org. How about you, Sam? What's your brew of choice this week? So, my brew of choice, I went to a bakery this morning and I want to call the place Patty's. Now, that may or may not be correct. <laughs> However, I had a delicious drink called a horchata chino, which as the name indicates, is a drink, hot beverage that's part cappuccino, part horchata, complete awesome. That's amazing. Totally delicious. I love that you're shouting out, like, something you got in a cafe on the YA Cafe. It sounds delightful. It was. How about you, Amanda? What's your brew of choice? Is it a literal brew of choice? It is not, in fact. <laughs> uh, so my day today started terrible. I uh, exploded my oatmeal all over the microwave. Uh, it wasn't the best thing, and I was like, well, this day is unsalvageable. And then 
somebody gave me a call and was like, hey, the Canadian Coast Guard is here and we can go up in their helicopter and fly it around a little bit. Do you want to? And I said, sure. So I got to go fly in this massive, like, five-blade, triple-engine Canadian helicopter today. And it was just not how I expected my day to go. And it was really nice. So that's my thing I like today. Nice. I like that you just use the word massive because I don't hear a lot of people use it, but I like it. I feel like if you had seen this helicopter, it's the word you would have chosen as well. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll return to our discussion on the resolutions. The rest of the show will contain spoilers. So if you're leaving us here, keep in touch on Instagram and Twitter at YA Cafe Podcast. We'll be back. Welcome back, y'all, to the YA Cafe. We're continuing our discussion on the resolutions by Mia Garcia. If you haven't read this yet, we want to warn you again that this section will contain spoilers. Spoilers! Spoilers! (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And kind of a pirate, because Ryan's little sister is totally into pirates. That's a reach. No! She (laughs) likes pirates, and he was like, I'm going to paint her a galaxy on her ceiling because pirates need stars to sail by. I've been thinking about it all day. Okay. I'm just here to support you, I guess. And your pirate obsession. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Let's get into some heartbreaking things about this book. So one of the resolutions that we weren't able to talk about in the spoiler-free section, um, because it's kind of ambiguous and it ends up being like a major plot point, is that her friends decide that Lee needs to decide that's the whole thing like lee you need to make a decision and it takes us a few chapters to understand that she needs to decide whether or not she's going to get tested for huntington's disease which is the genetic disease that her mother had and died from that broke my heart same that's difficult like that's a choice i cannot imagine making as a 30 year old much less as a teenager yeah I don't think I would have done it, honestly. You don't think you would have? No, I don't, I don't think I would have taken the test. I think I would have just waited for my body to, like, break down. Especially because, I mean, and I know that kind of sounds silly, right? But I don't know. I just feel like moms are so special. And for her mother to have died in that way and, like, for her to have to confront the fact that, okay, this might happen to me too. And then my dad's going to be all by himself. I just, yeah, I think I would have just left it alone, especially because she was healthy. There was nothing going on to make her think that, okay, like I have it too, aside from the statistics. Right. And one thing, because, you know, we are full on in spoilers here, like the results are not a part of this book. I think that worked really well, because I think that the point of it was not necessarily does she have Huntington's or does she not? It's the, is she going to choose to live her life? Like Sam said, just living her life and waiting to see if something happens which is a totally valid choice for her to make and one that her parents left for her or is she going to take the test to actually find out if what her future is going to be and I think that the novel makes it really clear that either answer would be okay and like it's totally her choice because it's her body and her future and I really liked that the emphasis was not on whether she had the disease or not For the point of this book, the emphasis was on whether or not she decided to take the test. Yes. 
I loved that too. And one of the moments that I really related to was when they found the video that Lee's mom had made for her, like basically telling her, this is your choice. And like, as soon as her mom came on screen, she was like crying big, ugly tears. Like I really related to that. Yeah. Samantha, we talked about the character of Jess before we started recording. Yes, we did. And I thought of immediately the episode on Saved by the Bell when Jessie Spano, she had some exams to take. Do you guys remember? And then she took Mm -hmm. those caffeine pills and went nuts. And she was singing. I don't I'm not I don't want to sing it on air for people to laugh. But she just basically I think she just passed out, right? She just yeah. I mean, it was very mild. Like that caffeine pills are the '90s version of Adderall. Is that (laughs) yes? But you know, the point as we were trying to explain to Amanda, who has never seen Saved by the Bell, is like Jesse in Saved by the Bell is this like organizer, like get it done sort of person who is like hyper involved and and like doing a bunch of things, and that is definitely also who. Jess is in the book. So when, you know, we're watching Jess, we get before it's like a plot point, we get that she has anxiety. Yeah, definitely some dramatic irony there. (laughs) (laughs) I found her, her chapters were the only things that really started to drag a little bit for me towards the end. Because it was like, I felt like we had reached all of the character development that we needed for Jess to like know where she was going. Like, I feel like we reached a point where yes, Jess is very stressed out. Jess is doing too much. And I feel like we saw that. And then it was like probably four or five chapters of just like Jess freaking out. It may not have been that many, but it, it felt long, especially because like I was very invested in everybody's storylines at this point. It felt like Jess is like had reached its most tense point and then kind of stayed there. I thought that that was completely intentional because, like, I thought the point was that it's not, you know, all of a sudden an aha moment. Like, oh, I have an anxiety disorder. It's like something that you can ignore for a long time and try to make go away. Like, I thought that was the the drive for the content following the form there or the form following the content. Yeah, I think you're right. But I don't think it's very interesting to read. Like brand chapters. Like brand chapters. (laughs) Good point. Because, I I mean, I I do understand what she's saying. Because, like, with the, you know, when she fell down, when she was out running with Beth. And then we saw, like, her rolling out her yoga mat and, like, going over a few poses. And then going to sleep on the couch at 4.30 and then waking right back up. Or It was, like, it was too much. Agreed. I really loved Nora's whole plot i loved her struggle against like her mother's traditionalism and i not- didn't think her mother was like super traditional so it like makes me nervous that we're saying that but you mean like her mother wouldn't let her add to the menu yeah that's what i'm restaurant. talking about specifically like tra- like i feel like her mother was definitely traditionalist because she wouldn't let her dye her hair because it didn't fit the image of the restaurant like she wouldn't let her put French-inspired desserts or flavors on the menu. Like, she had a very traditional hold on the restaurant, which was the biggest part of Nora's life. Yes. But isn't it funny how, like, she wouldn't let her change the desserts. She didn't want her to change her hair, but she was okay with her being bisexual or being in a relationship with this woman. Did anyone else find that strange? Or, like, 
not strange, but just like I did note it, and I really liked it um, because I liked that there was this tension between a, a queer character and their parents without it being around the queerness. Yes, you know? yes, yes. Which we already true. talked about, but we could just shout it out again and again and again. <laughs> yes, and again and again and again. Yeah, but I I thought that was really. I mean, I guess, and that was a really smart move from the author. But then it was also just a little peculiar as far as the, the story went. But maybe the mom was just like, hey, this is my business. You know, this is how I'm going to handle it. But you can kind of do whatever you want in your personal life. Maybe. Maybe that was the thinking. I think that that kind of is it. Like, I think that she felt very strongly that it was her job to preserve Puerto Rican cuisine and traditions and her little Denver restaurant, you know, and was yes. just afraid of getting too far away from that. Yeah, but I, I guess, think so, too. Like... Sam really put her finger on like what I was feeling when you say traditional, I guess I'm imagining like, you know, some sort of like machismo and like, I don't know, strongly Catholic background or whatever. And so when you're saying traditional, I'm thinking like, you know, doesn't want their kid to be gay. But what you mean is like preserving like to the letter like, we're not going to make this recipe with anything other than cinnamon because yeah. cinnamon is the thing. Yeah, exactly that. And I just really liked how Nora tried so hard to, like, squash down her dream for a really long time because yeah. she knew how much it would crush her mother. I think that's a, a kind of connection that is really very important to a lot of, like, single parent, single child families. I was going to say that, too. Like, there's definitely a lot more pressure when it's a two-person family. Yeah, especially with something like that, because she, I mean, from the sounds of it, the mother didn't have anything else. Like, there was not a partner involved on her end. It was just like, this is my restaurant, this is my thing, and it's my only daughter. And And not only is Nora her only child, but she was so talented in baking those desserts and like, you know, her mom kind of needed her for yeah. lack of a better term, because when they mentioned the other people taking part in the baking, like they didn't do a good job. Right. And like, she knew, okay, Nora's here. Nora knows how to do it. And why not? Cause it's just us too. Right. So yeah, but I'm glad that she did kind of break away and do her own thing. That was cool. Definitely. Because you can see how much she loves baking and loves creating things. Like, I, I really enjoy reading a character's passions and Nora's passions really came through. Yeah. Like she really, even though she was frustrated with not being able to branch out, she still really loved baking. I really liked the character of Lee. Um, oh, we haven't talked about Lee hardly at all. I mean, I know. Yeah. We talked about Lee's mom, which is the thing you're not supposed to do is like couch the whole character <laughs> in like their relationship to their dead parent. But right. um <laughs> You're just, like, taking us to task. We're sorry, okay? Right. <laughs> um, but Lee is, like, a nerd, and I love it. And she loves films, and she's just – she gets a few moments in the book where she just gets to geek out. And her, like, key relationship outside of, like, her friends in this book is with Jess's twin, David. And David ends up being the one to tutor her in Spanish. And, you know, they have that whole sort of romance thing that builds. But I think that David is, like, crucial in this other big way, which is to, like, validate her awesome interests that her friends don't relate to. Yes, I was really rooting for David and Lee. And I was so happy that after the accident happened that they didn't break up. Because I thought, oh, no, they're going to be ruined now. But they stayed together and that was cool. 
Yeah. It was a sweet book. Like, it was. I just, God, I just really enjoyed this book. I I think it tied up a little neat at the end. Like, everybody's plot lines happen to end at the exact same time. But I think yes. that's just a split perspective book. Like, that's just what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, and, like, the reasons that I smile for this book are the same as the things that make me smile in the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Like, they all have some heartbreak or, you know, some issues to overcome, and then they all just get a happy ending. It's nice. <laughs> it is nice. I agree. Oh, how do you guys feel about what happened with Ryan and Jason at the party? Eh, don't yeah. care about Jason, that's for sure. I know. What a <laughs> jerk. I was not expecting that. I'm like, whoa. Like, I know he was kind of being very distant, like, with, you know, when Ryan was, like, texting him and saying, hey, let's hang out. And every time there was an excuse. Mm-hmm. Like, I just thought, okay, like, he doesn't like him anymore. I had no clue that he was going to invite this kid to the party and then have his new boyfriend there. That was so crummy. I don't know. I mean, I don't think he thought that it was crummy like I just think that he had a wildly different perception of what was happening in their friendship slash relationship yeah he didn't know yeah. how badly he had hurt Ryan yeah I guess but like yeah that's true I'm glad that that happened I'm glad it wasn't any more dramatic or like any less present like because the point was Ryan like self-actualizing without Jason yeah, and yes. I think that it did that really well, especially, like, talking to his grandmother and, like, their conversation of, after you're broken, you don't get put back together the same way. I thought it was really sweet. I have it a was. Ryan quote. We'll share. We'll share. So this is kind of the, one of the, like, I guess, Ryan central themes, but it was, how do you move past an obstacle you put in your own path? Like, he realizes that he's, his own problem <gasps> he was the problem all along <laughs> so sam you were not super sold on the book to start with but at the end of it do you like it would you recommend it absolutely i i had it i was walking around with it at school today and everyone kept asking about it and i think that this would be a great book for the students that i work with to read because most of those students share a similar background and i think that they can identify with the themes present in the book Additionally, um, you know, they have friend groups, too. And who doesn't want to read about, like, making changes, especially at such a pivotal time in their lives where it's, like, kind of, all right, which which way are we going? Maybe it will give them some help. Maybe it will inspire them to do the same thing and kind of choose resolutions for their friends. Because I thought that was really cool. I'm like, wow, I would love to know what my friends would think that I should do for the new year, right? So Yeah. I had that thought, yeah. too. I think I'm scared to know, though. <laughs> <laughs> Like, because when I read the description at first, I was like, oh, that could go a real dark way. (laughs) But but they were great. They were very kind to each other, I thought. That's our show for today, friends. Thank you so much, Samantha, for joining us. Yeah, of course. I loved it. Always do. You can find Sam at Sam Lydig Writer on Instagram or at samlydigwriter.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at YA Cafe Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying this show, it's time to leave us a review. Happy Happy reading. reading!